What's up, y'all? I'm back after eating some food. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Um, so I think the main thing here is um, do people understand what narcissism is? Because I feel like a lot of people, a whole lot of people, they they want they quick to point out narcissism in others, but not un, um not point out their own narcissistic traits, you know. And um, like a, a lot of people would assume like narcissist. Oh, you're a narcissist, so you're because you you valued yourself. Like there there's a there's a line between valuing yourself and being a narcissist. If someone didn't do something that you wanted them to do, that does not make them a narcissist because they did what they wanted to do. That just means they just didn't value what you wanted them to do. You know, if you're uh, if you're dating someone and they're they. uh, Oh, man, I need some more water. Um, If you're dating someone and. Man, I really need that water. Um. But yeah, anyway, so if if you're dating someone, correct, right? If you're dating someone and I'm trying to think how I want how I want to phrase how I want to phrase this. Like I I think it really just goes back to what I first said. Like if if you they're not doing what you want if they're not doing what you want them to do, does not make them a narcissist. Like they're their own human being, they're their own person. You know, people will quickly call someone they're dating, oh, they're a narcissist because um they they said they said I was disrespecting them. Maybe you were. Maybe, maybe you were. Maybe if you look at their life and how they value things, maybe their perspective on how they were raised is that's whatever you just did and said, it could be seen as disrespect. That does not make them a narcissist. That just means you never took the time to actually understand the person you were even dating or going out with. Most people, most people don't, they just, they just act off their body, like whatever, whatever they feel in their body, whatever they see, you know, they, they, that's what they want to do. That's what they see. Um, and they don't, they don't point out their own narcissistic tendencies. Like there's this video, um, um, that I'm, that I'm really kind of basing this off of. Um, and there's a couple other things, but the one is, um, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a young woman um she's complaining about a date um and she said her date was a narcissist but i'm like nothing in the date that she said made that man a narcissist it it wasn't it wasn't something that he he never he didn't do anything he said hey can i get your number she said yes she gave him the number then she agreed to the date then he paid for everything nice nice restaurant nice restaurant too paid for everything and then said, "Hey, do you want to go to a neck another restaurant?" He said, "Yes." Um, he she I mean, she said yes. So she said yes. Um, she drove herself to the other place. They get there. Um, you know, obviously, um, this this gentleman. So I think age wise, the gentleman is older. Okay, he's like at least I want to say he's over sixty, right? And then she's thirty eight. Okay, and she's saying he had money. So there, there we go. That's that's our premise. Right, she seen he had money and she agreed. Um he had a driver waiting outside of him when he went to the store where she was um pouring uh 
was she pouring? She was pouring um, taste tester bottles or whatever at whatever store it was. So um, they get over to this restaurant and they're in the second restaurant. And, um, you know, they're uh, they're they're talking or whatever. Everything's fine. And then she doesn't get into detail over what happened. She just kind of says that, oh, um, the way um, I think he he said something back to her, like, I would never treat you or disrespect you the way that you disrespected me and had something to do. She said he he felt some type of way about how she was interacting with the waiter. And I'm like, if you were openly flirting in front of this man with the waiter while you're on a date with him, that is messed up. That's messed up. That's messed up. I don't like if if it was a man and he's flirting with the waitress, like like openly like giving her like the time of day while on a date with you. That's disrespect. That means he there's a lack of interest even in you. Which which that man should um yeah yeah that that man was right by calling out that disrespect because that what that's disrespectful to to start you know what I'm saying talking to somebody else while sitting there on the date with the person like across the table from you is your date and you're openly flirting with somebody else I don't care who who is who is on the other side man or a woman that's disrespectful like if you want if you don't want to talk to that other person then just come back to that restaurant you know where they work now just come back there oh wait you won't come back there because you can't afford the place that's so crazy to me that's so crazy to me, but, um, but yeah, so she called that man a narcissist, but he wasn't a narcissist. He just, you know, he just felt like he got played, which he did. He did. He got played. He got played because she got up and left and then she went home because um, she drove herself there. So she drove herself home. And um, yeah, I feel him on that. Like that, that was, that was disrespectful, but I believe her behavior, her behavior and her posting the video like that, that was more narcissistic than, than the guy was for feeling disrespectful. Like that guy feeling like that's self-preservation. That's not narcissist. He was looking out for himself. He said, Hey, I don't like the way you're making me feel right now. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's even a problem for him to say it the way that he said it. He said, Hey, I feel like you're disrespecting me by doing such and such, you know? And her thing is like, I do what I want. Like, no, that's, that's not the proper response. Like, especially if you're on a date with someone allegedly that you were allegedly interested in. But no, she was faking the funk to get what she wanted to be able to go to this restaurant and go to that other restaurant that she couldn't afford that was outside of price range. Um, but anywho, um, um, even even uh, I'm trying to think of another another example um, of somebody that that got called a narcissist that really isn't even a narcissist because I don't I don't I don't think we understand what narcissism means. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the textbook definition of narcissism right now because I feel like that's uh that's relevant. Uh let's see. Okay, so narcissism. Narcissism is excessive interest in or admiration of oneself or one's physical appearance. Psychology wise, um Selfishness and involving a sense of entitlement, lack of empathy, a need for admiration as a characterizing personality type. The psychoanalysis 
uh, self-centered arising, self-centeredness arising from failure to distinguish the self from external objects, either in very young babies or as a feature of a mental disorder. That's that's the that's the that that is narcissism. Okay, that's narcissism. That's narcissism. That's 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 the book. That is the book definition. That is how doctors have defined narcissism. That's how the English language has defined narcissism. I I can't I can't point out where that man was being a narcissist in that story. You know, he would there was there was no he just didn't want you to be talking to another man like flirting wise while on a date with him, which is fair, which is fair. If you go on, if I was to take a woman out on a date and I started giving another woman the time of day to the point where I where she felt like she had to say something, she has every right to leave that date. She should leave. She should leave because I disrespected her at that point. Like, why am I bringing you along? Why am I here with you trying to commit this time to you? And I'm not going to give you the attention that you deserve. You know, I allegedly want to get to know you. I allegedly want to spend time with you, but yet I'm, I'm, I'm not doing any of that. Um, then there's another um, thing we have is personality qualities include thinking very highly of oneself, needing admiration, believing others are inferior and lacking empathy for others. Like so, th those are those are personality qualities that uh. See, da, 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 da. yeah, yeah. Those are those are the things. Like, if somebody wants to jump in here and discuss this with me, you're more than welcome to. Um, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think people understand. Okay, let's see what we got. Hello, and three, two, and one. Hello. Hey, hey how are you? I'm good. Hey, how are you? How was the concert? Oh, it was great. It was absolutely great. It was great. My, awesome, my friend did a, awesome. an incredible job. I'm so glad you got to get out and enjoy the weekend for a little bit. Oh yeah, she she she's she's cold. She's a very great DJ. Very uh -huh. great. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So I wanted to to gently point out to you that the fact that you can't think of another example of someone calling out a narcissistic behavior who's clearly wrong, I think says a lot about the situation. Obviously, some people are going to get it wrong. They're going to project, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I think the instances of that happening are a lot lower than people may think. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by the instances are a lot lower, like of people being narcissists? Yeah, I, I think typically when someone is called a narcissist by somebody else, there's a reason for it. Now, you can have narcissistic qualities and not actually be considered toxic narcissist, right? And I'm not, I don't have a license in, you know, psychology or psychiatry, so you're welcome to take my opinion with a grain of salt, but um, it's it's become obvious to me in, in the dating world, especially that there are a lot of opportunists and narcissists out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I feel like in this particular story, in the story she gave herself out of her mm -hmm. own mouth, she was the narcissist in the story because 
she looked at him and took advantage of him for what she wanted. She was only there for what fitted her. Couldn't you argue that they're both narcissists? I mean, he's dating 20, 25 younger than him because he thinks, you know, he deserves to have a younger woman, like a trophy wife. And she, you know, pulled the stunts that she pulled and then put that video online because she's clearly a narcissist as well. I think it's two people, two narcissistic people. Uh, I don't, I don't, in that definition of, of narcissist, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing in there for, for, you know what I'm saying? Like, so for instance, like if he picked somebody that was attractive to him, right? If she, if this was the scenario, right? And they both found each other just attractive and the money wasn't involved. Okay. Then we have, then we have both of them being narcissists. But if uh-huh. you find someone attractive and you ask them out on a date, just a date, it wasn't even that he said, yo, you have to be my girlfriend or all this other stuff. Like, it was a date. Well, she I, I, like I said, I think the fact that he's going after women who are, you know, half his age is a narcissistic quality in and of itself. I don't, like I said, I think this is a case of two narcissistic people finding one another and and seriously clashing because when two narcissists get together it's not going to end well because neither one of them have the empathy to put forth into a relationship you so, know and that just doesn't work <laughs> i have a question for you so so cougars yeah. that that date down they're narcissists as well right i would argue because, yes because they, they, and i, I hate that wanna... term i really hate that term um and but I, I, I didn't want to put, put that age. Like I didn't want to put like an age range, a true age mm-hmm. range on it. But it's just we, we kind of like when you say the term, everybody knows the general idea. It's like a huge gauge gap. It's like pretty big, significant. Right. Yeah. I I would argue that women who do the same thing are narcissistic. You know, maybe not complete narcissists and. Maybe this guy isn't a complete narcissist as well. He just has narcissistic qualities. I, I I don't I don't feel like that's a label that that we should be labeling those people as narcissists because they're just dating who they find attractive and want to date. It's the same concept. Like whether whether we like the thing is, she's a grown woman. She's almost forty. Mm-hmm. He's seventy. If he wanted, if he felt like, hey. I'm going to talk to her and see what happens. And she agreed to it. You know what I'm saying? He just, he just happened to get lucky. It's the same. It's the same way. If it was a woman, if it was a woman that was 70 and she wanted to get with a younger guy, like I'm, I'm not going to say like she's a narcissist for going for someone she found attractive. Like that's just, that's just how human nature works from the beginning of time. Like people, the psychology involved in wanting a mate that that's, that is that much younger than you. Is really interesting. It um it speaks to things like, you know, wanting a trophy partner, um, wanting someone younger and vulnerable and more naive and grooming them, and it's it's pretty twisted, you know. I don't, I don't know if you can groom someone that's thirty eight though. Oh, you absolutely can. That's no anyone can be groomed. You're a, whole, you're a whole adult. You've lived a whole life. If you're able to get groomed at that point. I feel like you have something mentally that is not all the way right with you to where you didn't fully finish developing yourself as an adult. I just want to point out that when I was 35, 
uh, I was groomed and forced to become uh, a human trafficking uh, victim. So now I consider myself a survivor. And I didn't realize what was happening until it was far too late. Oh. And I okay. don't think there's anything wrong that's, that's, with that's, me mentally. Whoa, but I was absolutely groomed. Um. Huh. Um. Okay. That's, uh, wow, that's, that's different. That took a left turn there. Um, well, I mean, it's not really that different, though, because when you when you're talking about grooming grooming is the act of preparing someone to abide by your nefarious wishes right so anyone can be groomed oftentimes without even realizing it because we we don't pay attention to these red flags you know or we see them and we make excuses about them and put them out of our mind and then suddenly we find ourselves in a position where it's almost too late to do anything about it. I mean, it's never too late to do anything about it, but you feel very stuck and very vulnerable and not safe. And that can happen to absolutely anybody. Okay. 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 Um, I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, oh, I mean, I appreciate it. I'm, it's a process, you know, I just, and I'm only using that as an example because you know, you said there is something inherently mentally not stable with people, you know, in their later years uh, being groomed. And, and I just wanted to kindly and gently point out to you that anyone can be groomed. Absolutely anybody. Okay. So, hmm. Okay. That, that's, I feel like that's still different than the concept of people dating people just off of pure attraction, just like, Oh, this is what, this is what I find more attractive. You know, it, um, it, that's not, I don't feel like that's the same concept of being nefarious and actually grooming someone like what happened to you, what happens to um, numerous children. Like it's not, I don't feel like that's the same concept as, yo, I want to go on a date with this person. Well, like, it is when you're talking about pure narcissism. My abuser is a textbook narcissist and sociopath, if not a psychopath. But I don't know if either of those two terms are still used in psychology today. Um, but he's textbook, you know, and it started off as an initial attraction. But you know, developed and de-evolved into something absolutely nightmarish and horrible. And when you are talking about a person dating someone 30 years younger than them, there's absolutely going to be grooming involved. And that can look like things like showering them with money, um, allowing them to live beyond their means, getting them addicted to a particular lifestyle, and then trying to pull the rug out from under them so that they feel like they can't survive without this person. It looks different, but also the same in every instance. Like it follows a pattern. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But that goes for men and women. I, I don't, I don't want to make it out. Like it's just men who are narcissists. Clearly there's female narcissists out there too, you know, and women are just as capable of, uh, of, of grooming 
as men are. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still I still feel like I still feel like that that is that assumes a lot. That assumes a lot, and I don't I don't like assuming things about people. Okay. Like, cause cause to me that assumes he went in there with malice, and he went in there intent to cause harm. I I don't I don't see where he where he has yet to cause harm or do that action. I can't I I'm, I can't be in his head. You know, and I can't be in, right. in women's head that that gen, that have dated down. Like I I I, mm-hmm. I can't I'm not in their headspace. Like you can genuinely like love someone that's like oh you, and you guys have a horrendous age gap. I mean, um, I'm trying to think of like a celebrity couple that it's the same way, but they they're mm-hmm. just they're just two adults that met under certain circumstances and they found each other to be interesting and they wanted to keep dating each other. You know, and that, um, that, happens, that happens in regular life, too. Like, there's people, they have, like, 9, 10, you know, 11, 12-year gaps. And I don't think that makes it... I don't think that's a huge age difference, though. You know, um, you're talking about, like, one generation gap. I don't, I don't think that's anything to write home about. But certainly, 30-year difference, that's a huge generational gap. That's gigantic. And... Um, I feel like in order to get someone used to the idea of dating someone that much older, someone who could literally be a parent to you, uh, you entice the person um, and then you kind of bully them into staying with you and, and so forth and so on. There's, like I said, there's a pattern involved and people who date so much younger than themselves, men and women do so because they feel like they're entitled to dating someone that much younger, which is a textbook narcissist move entitlement. But, but I don't, I don't feel like that's necessarily entitlement. Like if they're, if they are interested in you and you're in Mm -hmm. you and you are able and you are able to do like go on the date, then, you know, get them to go on a date, then cool. Like the thing is, the thing is, she said out of her own mouth, um, cause I, mm-hmm. I wish, I wish I had the, um, the TikTok in front of me. She said out of her own mouth, I, I seen that he had a driver. I seen that he was wearing a Versace shirt and all this other things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to flirt with him. She went out of her way to get with him. It wasn't mm-hmm. that he, he was necessarily out here saying, yo, I'm going to talk to this young woman that's pouring these samplers of this champagne or wine. He didn't, he didn't start off his day that way. He went right. to the store to pick up champagne and wine. She just happened to start flirting with him because she was trying to get like a tip and all these other things. And then she gave him his, her number, you know, because she wanted to be around him and she wanted to hang out with someone of a higher class. than her. Well, you could argue that she's even trying to groom him in a way. You know, it's like I said, it's very insidious I, and nefarious. Yeah, I, but I don't I don't feel like that. I don't feel like necessarily like <clears throat> in either scenario, groom, grooming is the word for for what they, what they're doing. Like and I, I don't I don't like using terms out of, out of context. I guess, yeah, out of yeah, out of. Well, not necessarily just out of context, but just. Like I feel like as a society we're we're too even with this term narcissism and in now the term like we're too quick to just throw some word on there 
that's like now our society's like buzzword. Like if you say grooming, like people automatically go, oh, oh, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. Like it becomes nefarious, immediately becomes nefarious. If you say narcissist, it becomes immediately bad. But I feel like in in like in his instance, when when she called him a narcissist, he was just talking about his own self and how he preserving his own feelings and how he felt on the date itself. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think he was necessarily a, a narcissist because he was led to believe something that he wasn't. She just simply deceived him. I don't feel like it was. That's a really good point and one that I hadn't thought of. And I, I appreciate you you cluing me in. Um, he, he may not be a narcissist. I mean, I don't, I don't know the guy. And again, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I can only speak to my own experience, you know, um, and, and having learned what I've learned through my healing, you know, phases and, and reading so much, um, trying to understand what I went through and, and, uh, the psychology, of my abuser, even to understand it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, because like, for instance, like someone, someone that I can agree is a narcissist, like, for instance, like, or at least bare minimum shows high traits of narcissism. Kanye West, that's an easy one. Oh, God, yeah. But I that's would argue Kim Kardashian is a narcissist But Kim is also one, too. Yeah. Because they're both <laughs> trying to control each other's narratives. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, I... I think most people in Hollywood at least exhibit some kind of narcissistic personality traits. And I think you probably have to adapt to those in order to survive that culture. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't speak to that. I know there's a lot of people like that in my industry, which is music. And that's why I don't Mm -hmm. date musicians, (laughs) Um, which is ironic because I am one. Right. But I I found that trying to date other musicians is just a, a heartache waiting to happen. So I don't do it. <laughs> right, right. That makes which makes sense. What makes sense? I I still um, but to uh, what am I trying to say here? Like to stay like I don't think we understand like what narcissism is because I feel like it's thrown around so loosely mm-hmm. when it could simply just be someone that is trying to self-preserve themselves. And look out for themselves. And there's nothing wrong with having self-respect. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Stand- Agreed. And, Definitely. And, and wanting to, but yeah, wanting to protect yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. I feel like where you, I believe that there's a there's a line, and over mm-hmm. that line becomes narcissism, where where there's a total disregard for someone else's input or how it's affecting someone else's life. I feel like once you cross that line is when uh-huh. you're stepping into narcissism. Because when, as long as you have not caused that other person harm or disregarded their feelings, I don't think you're narcissistic yet. I think you're just looking out for yourself and you have your own standards. The moment where you totally disregard that person's physical or mental well-being or emotional as well, um, uh-huh. That that makes you to me an actual narcissist. It, it there, there has to be actual disregard. I you know I think what you're what you're trying to say is that you believe the um oh what's the word I want to use the not respecting of somebody else's boundaries that they've placed for themselves is mm. is a narcissistic personality trait. Is that is that what you're trying to say? 
Yes, yes, because I feel like okay. that shows a lack of empathy. Yeah, I, I would agree. Absolutely. Um, and I think, and I'm not saying narcissists are everywhere, but again, I think there are a lot of people out there with very narcissistic qualities, right? Um, mm -hmm. Traits. And we live in a society that's ruled by narcissism almost. Like, how many likes did I get today? Um, how many views on Instagram? You know, so forth and so on. And um, that clout has turned people into like many narcissists. <laughs> um, hold on. I'm trying to um, type something in here. What is it called? Mm. So let me, let me ask you this, if you don't mind, yeah. because I feel, um, I, well, we ended our relationship about uh, a month ago and uh -huh. this person owes my friend a hundred dollars and I got a hold of him yesterday on a, uh -huh. on a kind of public place and called him out and said, look, you've blocked my friend from being able to get a hold of you. You owe him the money. Be a decent human being and pay this person back. I vouched for you and now I feel responsible. So this part, my ex tried to say, I left all this stuff over at your house. Why don't you sell it? And then you can pay him back. And I thought, that's, <laughs> that's not, that is not how this works. Like I'm not yeah. in charge of, uh, of your debt. This is your responsibility. Take care of it. Like, would you not agree that that's a pretty narcissistic thing to do or say? Um, yeah, yeah, that, that was, that was very disrespectful. That was messed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think dating in today's age is filled with stories like that with where people are not necessarily narcissists, but they do and say very narcissistic things. I, I, I think, I think people, people more, more than that, I feel like people um, they're not being taught values anymore. Like, like this, mm -hmm. this, the standard for what it, what it takes to be a respectable adult or what's, what is allowable. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like we have not, um, set good standards anymore. It's just kind of mm -hmm. just like, Oh, okay. You can just do whatever you feel like doing. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. Go do that. You know? And or say that, say that thing or whatever, because you there, there's always a community that you can find that will agree with you. You know, right. what I'm saying? We go into this this uh, what is it called? Down the rabbit hole, and you're just down there, and you're down there with a bunch of other people, and you don't know that you're wrong. You don't mm -hmm. know that all these guys are wrong. It went, and in some cases, you can go down the rabbit hole, and everybody down that rabbit hole could be right. However, more times than not. Most people at the bottom of the rabbit hole are wrong. Like right. somewhere, somewhere along the line, the right people stopped. <laughs> like when you when you exist too far in any extremity, you you end up you end up being wrong. Um, but I, to, I agree wholeheartedly, definitely. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, um, they, and that unwillingness to mm -hmm. understand the other person's point of view, mm -hmm. and that typically happens on extremist. Uh, viewpoints, right, is mm -hmm. is a textbook narcissist move as well because it shows a distinct lack of empathy. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, 
but that narcissism feeds into it or, or the narcissists feed into one another and they say, well, you're absolutely correct. And I'm going to validate this. I mean, they don't say that obviously, but they validate one another and perpetuate these really terrible ideas and mm -hmm. um, allow people to think that their ideas are correct. And you're right. It's a, it's a horrible problem. Right. Right. And I, I, I yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's absolutely terrible. Yeah. And, and it's pervasive and, and everywhere. Right. Okay. Can I, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a of question? Course. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a question that was asked of me. I didn't give an answer because I didn't, I didn't know how to actually, um, to actually respond to this. So the, okay. the person, the person, what they asked was, um, with, in, to, in today's society, who, who do you feel like is more narcissistic, men or women? And I, I didn't know exactly how to give that answer because I, I was just trying to, I, I had to add, I, I needed more clarity. Like, are you asking just mm -hmm. in what's, in what scenario? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty even keel, right? I don't think one side is typically more narcissistic than the other. I think because of things like maybe toxic masculinity and, and the way men are brought up today, men could possibly be a little bit more narcissistic than women, but I, if they are, I'd say it's by a slight margin. Okay. Okay. So, so then let me, let me ask you this. Okay. Um, cause if I go back, if I go back to, to the interest of, um, if I go back and I read the, the definition of, uh, narcissism, right? Excessive uh -huh. interest in or admiration of oneself or one's physical and one's physical appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then I, I feel so that that's the that's the definition of of narcissism, right? To actually right. exhibit. So my, my question is, with with how people use social media, it is mm -hmm. I, I feel I feel like if you go on if you go through the social media lens, I feel like women, in a way, just from what I've seen, have men beat. Because I've, I've, I've watched women literally post pictures and if it doesn't get enough likes, take it down and repost it like three weeks later, like nobody didn't see it just so they get the sure. correct number. It's, it's a validation thing, right? We're, we're taught that we're nothing if we're not being validated, especially on social media. And it's horrible and it's creating narcissists. But I want to point out like okay tinder is a good example did you know for every woman on tinder there's like 300 men i mean the disparaging uh numbers are are remarkable it's insane and but, um the messages i get on tinder are insane absolutely insane right. like if i don't if i don't immediately reply to somebody i get these gross messages um or i get called any number of slurs and, you know, it's, it's these people who feel entitled to my time and my effort. Mm hmm Okay. You know, and. 
I just don't, I don't see women behaving like that, but we are looking through different lenses on, you know, on our respective uh, sides when asked that question. So I was kind of expecting us to have different answers, but I, I respect your, your opinion, you know? Right. So, so with, with Tinder, with Tinder, uh-huh. like you're, you're aware that like, as far, as far as Tinder is concerned, like there is a, there is like, um, it, they've actually done the study of like how people, how people date on Tinder, right? Mm-hmm. Like on, and how they swipe based on who they find people attractive. Now, women, women literally only want to swipe on, uh, the high, like literally the same, like high, super, super highly attractive man, like, they go, like, you're you're speaking minutes. to a woman right now, and I don't, I don't. No, no, no. I'm saying my criteria on that. On the data, <laughs> their data. I'm saying uh-huh. their data, They only swipe and go out on dates with between the sevens, the seven and ten range. The seven and ten oh, range. Seven I just want to point out that numbering people. No, uh, no, no. Uh, uh, I'm like just that. saying their data. I'm, I'm just saying how they. How they did the data, they did like this blind, whatever, uh-huh. rate or whatever, and then they had people swipe. So mm-hmm. it was this broad, whatever. Like, so it just take it with a grain of salt. Like, I, it's not me. It, I'm just saying what they what they put out. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I just want to point out real quick that no scientific study worth its salt is going to label women a seven to a ten, right? Like no, that in and of itself is a very narcissistic were, idea. These, these were men. <laughs> Or labeled between a seven and a ten by women. Um, well, I mean, it goes on both sides. I just, you know, the idea of of rating someone on a numbered scale from one to ten based on attractiveness and and ultimately worthiness is a very narcissistic concept in and of itself. But I mean, that's the whole point of a dating app. The whole dating app is narcissism in and of itself. But <laughs> like. But it it is it is it is because you're literally. I'm sure it could be. Swiping. I'm something called sapiosexual, so I read all the bios. I'm not necessarily attracted to aesthetics. Um, I'm attracted to someone's knowledge and an ability to hold a conversation. So if uh, someone doesn't have a bio written that intrigues me, I don't swipe on them. Right. So that that's you. I'm I'm just saying this broad more it was like 10 it was like was a thousand women and there was Mm -hmm. a thousand men like they surveyed and did this study whatever so they had a a good ranking scale for these people that they had on swipe on so Uh the the men it had like this 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 arch to it where it was it was it was about it was about even with less on the um with even even though there were more uh there were more, obviously, the attractive women were obviously getting swiped more. There was still enough men swiping on the women that were deemed unattractive for the sake of the study. But it wasn't it wasn't the same way with with women, with the vast mm-hmm. majority of women. They was not they were not swiping right on unattractive men, like whether you whether and- they looking at whether they were looking at height or his build or whatever it was. Sure. And out of curiosity, did this study uh, highlight that the men swiping on the undesirable women 
probably looked at themselves as being better than and having to uh, go down on their um, personal whatever list um, to date like below them in order to get a date because I've heard that referenced a few times. I'm not wording that exactly correctly, but do you mind if I come back up? Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can come back. You can come back up. You can come back up. Yeah, it's cool. You can come back up. Um, okay, let me hit this button real quick. And bingo. Well, she should be back. Okay, I think it I think it made her leave or something or she glitched. Um, but yeah, so so to, to finish though, um the study was basically saying that hold on. I'm gonna try and, I'm gonna try and just find it again. I'm gonna try and find it real quick. Dating. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, I think. She, all right. Three, two, and uh, go. Hello? What is going on? Why can't any guests join my chat? Every every time I add a, add a guest, they keep dropping out. Is it the app or is it them? Um, if you want to try again, you can. Um, I'm not sure what happened. Um, let's see. Okay, three, two, one. Okay, okay, that it worked. It worked. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good, good. Awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to just come up and I love discussions, but um, I do believe narcissism is uh, a really overly thrown out word. Uh, we label a lot of people this way um, uh-huh. just because of the society we live in. But to me, narcissism is no different than ADHD or autism or bipolar or any of these mental uh, disorders, which simply tells me that in our society, there is an issue with our environment as we grow up that causes us to have to create brain, you know, mechanics and different, you know, functions to survive. And that can be things like narcissism where they, they completely shut off the ability to, um, you know, have connections or be who they are because it, the painfulness of being shamed or being, you know, themselves is so deep because they're sensitive enough to really not handle how bad they feel that they can't you know be accepted they'll never let it ever happen they'll they make a fake reality that to them actually is reality it's not even what you see to them that is that is reality it has become Mm. like you know i will always be on guard i will always make sure that i dominate i will always make sure that i believe i am awesome and i'm the best and i know everything because i will never ever let myself believe that i'm you know not worthy or that I'm not smart or better because that's too painful for them. You know, some people are that sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. criticism. It's a protective, you know, um, way of a 
behavior. Your brain's like, I can't handle that stress and that pain. So they create a way to, you know, avoid it. And that's their way. Mm, okay. 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 That's, that's, I agree with that. That I actually like that. I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> It's a lot like addiction, too, if you think about it, right? Because addiction, it doesn't matter what you're addicted to. It's all the same thing. It's just somebody trying to attempt to solve a problem of, like, I'm in such emotional distress and pain. I can't handle it. How do I escape? It's not healthy. Mm-hmm. But that's how they figure out how to escape at the time. Right? Right, right, right. Okay, so, okay, I'm going to pose the same question to you that I did to her. Who do you think is more narcissistic? There's no right or wrong answer. It's, it's obviously, it's, I said, who do you feel is more narcissistic, men or women? Um, honestly, I feel like that is not even a question that we could answer because it's not about gender. It's about your environment that you're grown up in. Like, how do you feel? Every single human, male or female, feels different towards their perception of their environment and the environment they're placed in is different, right? The only similarity is man or woman, when you're a child, you can't escape, can't fight back, can't leave. What can you do? Create a way to survive within what your means are. So every person can become a narcissist, but it's how you perceive it. That's, that's it personally. <laughs> right. That's that, that I, I get where, I get where you're going with it. They didn't answer the question, but I, I get where you're going with it. I get where you're going with it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, I don't believe either or is more. Right. I don't believe either or is more narcissistic. I believe that they both are pretty equal. Like you know, a lot of people hide it as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that, and that's that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I already I already stated my my answer earlier, um, which well, I, I'm I still believe. So I know I didn't. I believe that they're even. I feel like in certain pockets in certain uh, areas that different people are more narcissistic i mean the different between genders um they they'll become it has more narcissistic of of a particular gender attached to it um mm-hmm. like for example you know, like social media like yeah, social media social, like yeah i believe that because there's different like types of narcissists right different ways that yes. they approach you know detective layer i believe that there are certain types that are more um, prone to women and some that are more prone to men because men are a little bit more aggressive um, n- naturally and females are much more you know mentally you know patterning things and making like you know things the way they want whereas men are much more you know come out about it right they come out they bring it out at you women are much more you know secretive about it you know I find yeah yeah I I yes yes that's that's yeah yeah because um yeah, because that, because I feel like guys, like as far as like athletics and sports, like I feel like in that arena, you know what I'm saying? Even even like actors, I feel like they're they're more um they're more prone to being um narcissists versus um I mean even even male entertainers they're they're more prone to being narcissists than versus um like just just reg- like them people on Instagram, just if you just took a bunch of men and women and gave them Instagram, like, I think you'd end up with more women as, um, as into developing narcissistic behaviors off of just the social interaction of being on Instagram and the validation of their beauty and what they perceive themselves as now, because they have this like count attached to them. 
you know, and I think for guys, I think it's a it's a different type of narcissism, as you stated. So, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, it's like on social media, the thing that uh, what happens is so when, when we're having a conversation or an argument with a human being, you're usually in, like in front of them. Right. So you can see their physical reaction, their body, their their eyes their like you can have a reaction and your brain goes, I know I'm talking to a human being. So you'll contemplate for a second what you're going to say or do just because it's like that's a human in front of me. When you have this social media screen, that 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 total idea of your brain's connection that I'm talking to a real human is kind of gone out the window. So your ability to jump to conclusions or say things on a, you know, a whim and 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 go to such extreme levels of, you know, being that horrible to humans is because you're not really even thinking about the fact that there's another person on the end of this cuz there to you, your brain there isn't. There's nobody there. You're talking to a screen, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that, that I, ability, right? To be narcissistic yep. is ten times more likely because you can. Right. Right. I I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um. So, oh, what was the, what was the thing we were talking about earlier when it came to narcissism? Um. There was some. Oh yeah. I I was talking about the story. I was talking about the story that I was talking. Were you here for the, when I gave the story? No, I wasn't. Okay, so I'll try. I'll try and give it to you um, again, um, real fast. So basically, um, this there's an older yeah. there's an older gentleman. He he goes to the store. Um, so this is given from the perspective of the younger of the younger woman that was 38 that was there. He's 70. Um, so she's given the story on TikTok. So this is her. She said. Um, so she's there. She's pouring um, samplers and testers or whatever for some champagne or some alcohol, or whatever, wine, whatever it was, in the store. It's a hot store. And so, um, this this older gentleman, she sees him, you know what I'm saying, enter, and he has a driver, you know what I'm saying, that helps him out the car, or whatever, and then he gets out, and then he goes in the store, he's walking around, he's getting his bottles, or whatever, and he's gonna, and he stops at her station, she's like, oh, I know he has money, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flirt with him, or whatever, to try and get a tip, or whatnot. You know, so she's flirting with him or whatever, and then she ends up giving him uh, her number or whatever. So she gives him her number. Um, then she agrees to go on a date with him, and then they go on said date, um, and they go to this really nice restaurant that she's never been to. And you know, what I'm saying they're they're getting drinks and food, they're having a great time or whatever. And then he asks her, "Hey, do you want to go to this other restaurant?" And she's like, "Oh my God, I've never been to that restaurant before." Yes. You know, she's like, I can't afford that on my salary. But, you know, what I'm saying she she wanted to go. Now, this is her word. She, she said she can't afford it on her salary. Um, So she goes. They go to the restaurant. She drives herself there. Um, She gets there. Um, They sit down. Um, Obviously, he's well known by the people in the restaurant or whatnot. They're talking or whatnot. And um, at some point along in the date, she begins to flirt with the waiter in front of him. You know, and so he says to her, hey, I don't I don't like that interaction. I feel disrespected by you doing that. That, That's his words. He said, I feel disrespected. And then she said, I feel like he's being a narcissist. And, you know, saying by not wanting me to talk to anybody else. But you you're on a date with him and you're literally flirting with someone else. I feel like like I feel like at that point, I feel like she's more of the narcissist because she only agreed to this because she seen he had money and it was going to be think she's going to be able to do things that she normally could not do 
You know, so I feel like in that scenario, I feel like she was wrong to call that man a narcissist when he was just looking out for himself and he was just saying, hey, my feelings are hurt, which is a valid thing to say. Yeah. You know, as a man, like, hey. They went on one date or two dates, whatever, and she's already jumping to the conclusion about him being a narcissist. What do you know about this man other than he doesn't like you flirting on a date? Like, that's all you really conclude about him, and that he's old, he has a driver. Like, what do you know about this man to be able to make an assumption or a judgment and, like, go online and spread this 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 whole, you know, consumption that he is a narcissist? You don't know anything about him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that's how I, that's how I felt about it, honestly. But I felt I felt like they had a longer. I felt like she omitted a detail where they had a longer conversation. I felt like they talked more on than she alluded to, because he. I I felt like he felt like they had a a more of a connection than than she was leading on to, and you know what I'm saying. You know he's an and since he's an older he's an older guy and she's younger and she's coming on to him you know what I'm saying? it makes him feel really good like just like if, if it was a if it was an older woman and a younger man is coming on to her that she finds attractive you know what i'm saying she would she would feel you know what i'm saying like oh my god like oh this person's interested in me you know like i don't have to die alone like you start playing that thing in your head where you're like oh i don't have to die alone like all those things you're playing into somebody's insecurities at that point and i feel like that that is a bit um, disingenuous and taking advantage of someone when you do things like that. Well, of course. And on top of that, too, even if they did have a longer conversation, that still literally does not dictate anything about her assumption of him being a narcissist or not, because literally a narcissist is not somebody that you automatically point out. It's somebody that you've had enough interactions with that you can see the little subtle things happening as time goes on. Because that's what a narcissist is. They're not out in front of you saying, hey, I'm a narcissist. They're very smart about how they, you know, how they come across, how they, you know, get into, a, you know, a relationship or whatever they want. They do it in a, such a precise way because, again, that's a protection, right? They're doing it in a way that's like, I have to have this control of, you know, my environment so that I'm on complete you know top i'll never so they're not going to come out and be like hey i freaking don't like they'll be very very slow and subtle about it you know what i mean and they will not do it in public they don't do that they do that behind closed doors right that's how they keep it hush hush they do that shit in public they're going to get outed right away especially someone you barely know i i can't (laughs) i just can't see it my dad's a narcissist so i can tell you I have some experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but see, you, you to say that about your 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 um your own parent or or family member, like you have enough interactions with them to where you can make that determination. Hey, I've seen this person exactly. for years. I feel like pretty this pretty on point, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I I can tell you, like my dad's been there my whole life, and I know how I felt. I didn't understand it, obviously, for a long time. I just felt like there was something wrong with me and that I was like, just like, what the hell? Why does he hate me? And I don't even think that he hated me. I think, again, he didn't have, you know, the environment and, like, skills to give me what I needed from his childhood. So, like, he did not show me anything. But maybe deep down he does have this, like, want and empathy to care for me. But he just didn't know how. And on top of that, he was, like, so wrapped up in his own misery and his own fucking you know like story that like, it didn't matter right like right 
Yeah, I can, I can, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. Um, like, so like, for instance, like, you know, just on the, on the tip of talking about like misdiagnosing people or just diagnose people without really knowing them. Like I had a, um, I had someone start spreading rumors that I was autistic and I was like, how can you even make that determination? Like I said, that is the most odd thing to do and it's insulting to people that actually suffer from autism to to then to then just uh group me in there with them when i have nothing that even is resembles anything like that you're just making an assumption and saying this because you don't like something that i did or how yeah. you don't like how i approach certain things but it's funny that too because that's their their protective mechanism they're doing things to you know try and lower you because they're like, hey, like mm-hmm. I don't want to be this weak person, so I'm gonna come at someone and try and knock them down a little, so I feel a little bit like I'm not so shitty. And and they don't even sometimes realize they're doing it. They're doing it because there's this human idea that we have value of superior or inferior by what we have or what we do or what we say, and it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But that's what we like live by this idea. Like we have to be more you know popular more um hip more freaking you know cooler have more things to be valuable mm-hmm. so if you feel like you're low on that that valuable scale you're like shit i better knock someone down a peg so i don't feel so goddamn low because society makes you feel like you're nothing if you don't have it right mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah bullshit. It's, bullshit. it's not even real nothing else in the whole world lives by this value scale like a tree is a tree whether it's a long branch or a short branch doesn't fucking matter it's both important to the tree you know an animal you know that this animal needed the the male lines needed to protect the freaking you know the whole pride when the time comes but the females have the role they need to freaking you know hunt and whatever but are either of them more or less important no they're both just as equally necessary for the whole thing to thrive <laughs> Right, right, yeah, 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 and I that and that's and I just really wanted to like like hammer that home. Like, th- th- there's no there's no no place for people diagnosing people with mental oh. like actually like physically trying to like say like yo this person is this and has this problem. Like no, yeah. like, that's especially if they've never. I'm I'm 31 years old. I and, and I function highly in almost every area of my life. So and to to say that I have something that when I when I've I've grown up around people that have that and to say that I I'm that that's I think that's disingenuous and I think you can you can take this mentality and you can hop it over and go back to our topic which is narcissism you can't just start labeling people narcissists because you don't like something that they did like I think that's, that's I think right. that's that's, that's all these- all these mental disorders and things that are popping up all like adhd autism bipolar obedience disorder like whatever all these things are they're not even actually a like a brain um imbalance all it is is actually your brains created these patterns created these neurological um connections to survive so they're adaptations to an unnatural environment that's taken Hello. People needing, you know, healthy, safe, unconditional love and the ability to be who we are and not be, you know, punished or judged or, you know, hated for it. And and when we take that away from us, we create, you know, f- 
fear and false, you know, personalities and, and these people that are just like, I don't know, you know, where to go or what to do because I don't feel like I can be myself. I don't feel like, you know, I can actually be worthy of love unless I'm what and that's just where all these adaptations of ADHD. How do I get out of this feeling? I gotta uh, throw my attention all over the place, scatter it. There's, you know, autism again, so I'm gonna go inward. Maybe not speak as much and and feel overwhelmed by my environment. Like all these things are just your brain's way of coping. But every human being has a different way of perceiving and coping. Same with addiction. All these things are not really a disorder that you can't work on. It's just something that we need to say, hey, look, if this is happening in in a child's brain at eight, nine years old, what is going on within their environment that's causing them to need to create certain like behaviors? They're not bad people, but where are the behaviors coming from? Because they don't just do this because that's who they are. They're they're reacting to Mm -hmm. their, you know, environment naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree that 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 a lot of this has everything to do with like our um our environment um our environment that we that we've uh that that we are growing up in that now today society because if 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 everything pretty much goes in a cycle on this on our human beings going in a cycle and if every human being going forward has not had this level of mental instability, what does that say about us when we have the low, we have like, we have the greatest um, health care than any previous generation. We have better, better uh, money, better transportation. Everything is better than uh, prior generations. Like we, we, we have relative, relative peace. You know, obviously there's wars going on in uh, a lot of different places. Um, but as far as like, um, Western society is concerned. We have relative peace. Nothing's nothing crazy is happening, you know, unless we're killing each other. And for us to have this level of mental instability, I think we, uh, yeah, I think we're going. I think we're going. We're going in the wrong direction. Society. Yeah, we have most opportunities and the most, you know. Um, you know, updated, um, you know, ways of living than we ever have, but yet we're the most unhappy we've ever been. We're more suicidal. We're more, you know, like stressed out and constantly on this like mindset of it's, um, it's, um, a threat based mindset. Like you don't know what's actually dangerous and what's not anymore. We're afraid like, Oh no, uh, I'm late for this. Like that's not threat. That that's, that's, that's something that you have to, you know, make a decision Mm -hmm. to deal with. That's not a threat. We go on to threat mode and we immediately go on like, I got to fight or flight. I got to survive these things that aren't necessarily meant for that. So when we go in that fight or flight, we, we trigger a stress response. So stress hormones flood your body. And that is so overwhelming for your organs. We're constantly, constantly stressed. So we're always pumping people full of medications, like stimulant medications and, uh, you know, uh, antipsychotics, all these medications are forms of cortisol and, you know, steroids which are just forms of stress hormones because we're too stressed right i think there's like all these disorders that are like um hyper you know thyroid hyper tension like <laughs> that means like hey there's mm-hmm. way too much of this going on that's what it's saying like hello there's stress levels of stress that need 
to lower because our environment, the things that we're, we're forced to do to just live is too much on, you know, one or two people and the connections are gone. Social media doesn't connect us. It, it disconnects us in that way. You're not really with a person, you know, you're creating, like you said, false profiles, false, you know, parts of you. It's all this like fake identity, personality, trying to, trying to be something that the world wants. So inside you don't feel like, okay, I matter because I have to be this and you don't want to go out in the real world. Cause Oh my God, someone might find me out for all the fake things that I pretend to be. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why so much suicide. Yeah, that that last part where, that you said that fake that fake stuff that fake part that, that fakeness that you pretend to they, those those personas that you put on that you pretend to be that aren't you that that you are at home, um, man, I think I think that's that I think that's big. I think that's a huge part of it. Um, that right there because I I feel like a lot of people. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna say this from what I've seen. So from what I've seen, a lot of people they tend to gravitate. To areas where they can feel important, you know what I'm saying, or they feel comfortable, you know, they feel relative status. They don't like going somewhere, uh, going somewhere else, and being no one. Nobody likes starting over. Like most people prefer to stay in their environment and and continue to thrive off of being um, the most popular person or uh, or um, or being the most affluent person or whatever in that area. You know what I'm saying? The only time where they, they will actually leave their home environment is when their home environment is just as uncomfortable as the new environment. But most of the time people seem to gravitate to their home environment because that's where they feel the most comfortable because they have mm-hmm. the most if, um, success and status there. Yeah. And that's exactly where I said it all comes back to, um, our childhood. So like when you're a child that can't, you know, fight back, can't leave, like your whole dependence on survival is on these people that are supposed to, you know, give you guidance, care for you, keep you safe, but also like accept you for who you are as you figure that out. But we're taught like, don't, you know, have that behavior. Don't do this, be this, be that. Don't be this, don't be that. Um, You know, you can't have behavior. You can't have feelings. You can't, you know, not succeed. And that's immediately telling a child, you are not, uh, you know, lovable the way you are. You don't get love unless you do what I say. And that's what we teach them. And that's why everybody creates false identities because that sense of self is immediately rejected before you're usually even three years old. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that also comes into like things where you can't be yourself at home and you have to be yourself somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like if you can't feel comfortable in your own home, you have to be who you really are at school, or maybe you can't even be who you really are at school. And a lot of people, I feel like that's why you have a lot of people where they end up finding themselves when they go to college or as they become adults and like actually work and they get somewhere in front of new people where they can actually be themselves and and quote unquote for people that knew them previously redefine themselves. But really you're just being who you naturally were in the first place. Yeah, and that's the thing. We need to start realizing that kids kids just need to be allowed to, like, you know, feel what they feel, whether they get the, you know, thing that they want or not. You can be like, no, you're not getting that. Like, that's not going to happen. But, like, be mad about it, right? You don't time out, put them in, like, a room alone because they're 
taking a temper tantrum. Like, why can't they be mad about it? Who freaking cares? That's fine. Because what we do is we tell them, like, no, you're not allowed to have feelings. So go be by yourself to deal with it. I'm not going to be here with you, which tells them I'm not lovable. I'm confused and I'm my most, you know, um, comfortable and vulnerable and no one's here for me. I can't, I can't live like that. So I'm going to, like, no, turn that, turn myself into something else to survive. Right. It's a human response. Right. Right. And that, that goes into them. Um, that goes into them wanting to be a, uh, be with, um, be, oh my God, hold on. What am I trying to say right now? That goes into them not feeling that goes into where people do things to appease other people to be yeah. like, and it's taught as a, even as early as a child. Like that's immediately what I heard. As soon as you said that, I'm like, man, that's crazy. Because when you look yeah. at, like people's behavior, that, you know what I'm saying? Especially children, like they'll they'll always turn to their parents for like validation in a way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you should be, you should be building up your child in a way where they don't have to turn to you for validation. They should be able to to function and trust themselves enough to where they can be themselves out there and and really know that they're doing the right thing. But instead, they have to always turn to you for validation. It's giving them a sense of like um, confidence that like no matter what happens in life, you know, things are going to not go the way I want always, but when it doesn't go my way, I'm not alone. So I know that I have enough, you know, stability within myself to handle things. So therefore when shitty things happen, they learn to, um, what's called regulate. They regulate through it. Like knowing this, this emotion will pass this, this, this has an end, like, right. This doesn't last forever. I can, I can deal through it and get to the end and know that, you know, I'm going to move on from it. But most of us, don't do that because we're left alone with that pain. So we go, I can't handle it. It's too overwhelming. Uh, we escape. We tune out. We whatever, right? To, to to get away from that 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 pain of being alone and stressed and overwhelmed and scared, and and that just continues into adulthood. Is what happens. You, but we don't even notice it, right? It's natural. It's a it's an instinctual reaction. Like ah, I can't handle this too much. We don't have that regulation of this will pass. This will pass. I can get through it. Like there's a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by yeah, being by being there with your kids, by being basically um, you know, a person of support, like I don't care if you don't like it, there's consequences. Yes, I'm not happy, but I'm not leaving you. You're not alone. Like you'll see that me and you will get like this will be over and I'll be here still. I'll still be here. That gives them a sense of okay, if my mom can, you know, be calm with me through this, then I I can do it. Like their little minds think like that. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, I think, I think it's, it's well in order for like, like the way that we parent to be like retaught, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like, I feel like people should have to go through like a, a sort of like parenting course, but I don't know who's going to govern that and make sure it's correct. Um, because like they could, you could easily have a parenting course that makes things worse. Um, but I feel like, it definitely should be start with your child is a human being still, even though they're not, they might not be able to think at the same level as you. They're still a human being and everything that you do to them will affect their outcome going forward. Oh, literally I'm telling you, it's so much simpler than they make it like pediatrician and specialists and, and everybody that tells you like, put your kid on timeout and, um, you know, take things away from them, whatever. All you're, you're doing is yes, it works because if you tell your kid, like, I'm not going to be here with you if you don't do as I say, well, a kid needs you. So they're going to obviously, you know, 
do what you say for a little while because they need you, but they're doing it because they're afraid of you or they're doing it because they're told to, not because they're learning, you know, something where they're like, oh, okay, I want to be with you. You know, you give me a safety, you give me a trust. I feel open to be with you even when I'm bad. So when you don't give a kid that, they they go and look for that that sense of safety elsewhere, which turns into usually their peers, right? And that's where you see all these gangs or these social media bullies or like kids that are just like doing these really horrible things because kids are now looking at other kids for their role. Man, man, I think you're going to feel like looking at other kids for their like um, sense of like validation or what's right and what's wrong, man, that that's really good. I, I think that's a good note to end on. There's actually some other thing that came up that I need to, I need to get to right now. Um, but if you like my, like these, these, uh, audios, uh, files or whatever, these conversations, um, please make sure to, um, give me a follow. Um, I'll be back with more of these, maybe a part two of this, or maybe a, um, a totally different question. I might run back the first question that I had of the day um, earlier that I had earlier. I might run that topic back. Um, but thank you all for listening. Um, if you want to check out my podcast, just click the links in my bio. Um, we have conversations just like this um, all the time, uh, every Wednesday and Saturday. And they're posted on my YouTube channel and on every podcast platform possible. Um, and the name of the podcast is Home Room with Smooth. Thank you all for listening. I'm out.